common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. Um, and joining us now, by the way, we got Professor Alan Dershowitz. Well, in the studio, too, we have Judge Weinberg. We got the great Judge and, Weinberg. And uh, Craig Eaton. They're both attorneys, and I'd like to see what they're going to say. But most important... We've got Professor Dershowitz. We got an all-star show, everybody here. Uh, Professor Dershowitz, great to have you here. What is your reaction to this big breaking news? I have no idea why Fox settled for that amount. They would have won this case on appeal. They would not have had to pay a single penny, and they would have probably gotten attorney's fees from the other side. There's something we don't know here. This was a slam dunk case for appellate review by the Supreme Court for two reasons. Number one, the judge erroneously made findings of fact that the judges are not allowed to make under the Seventh Amendment. The judge decided that three bill, three, uh, uh, 30, that how many million now? 30 million, 40 million Americans were wrong when they said that the election was not proper. Now, I think the election was proper. But that's not up to a judge to decide. That's up to a jury to decide. The judge took away the most important defenses that Fox had in a jury trial, namely their argument that, you know, people believed that this was uh, a fake election. I don't believe that. And the judge, I'm sure, didn't believe it. And some people at Fox didn't believe it. But a lot of Americans believe it. And so the idea that the judge could take that issue away from the jury and decided himself, without hearing expert evidence, by the way, as to the machines, because the company wouldn't allow any experts to examine their algorithms or their mechanisms of the machine. And also the issue of, um, of malice, the issue of recklessness, is something that the jury could easily have ruled for Fox on. And if they hadn't ruled for Fox, the Supreme Court, there are already two justices who have announced that they would abolish the concept, the requirement of malice when you sue, uh, when a public figure sues. So this makes no rational sense. There must be something else at stake. But rationally, from a lawyer's point of view, the settlement makes I, I think, you're, no Professor Dershowitz, I think you're making more breaking news than uh, the breaking news. Yeah, really. Yeah. That's amazing. That's big stuff. I, th- well, I think, uh, look, I, I think, Professor. Years, I've been doing this 60 years. I wouldn't settle this case for... for, for no, Professor, uh, you know why nobody dollars. sues me? Because I never settled. Yeah. <laughs> he, he fights with everybody. He takes it to the end. Yeah. That's you. No, I mean, I we never settle. I, I agree with you 100%. But uh, I understand it was a matter, um, and I don't know for facts, but I heard just rumors that, that they did um, say some wrong things and... And, and uh, they just wanted to sell it. And that's one of the things that's coming out in the last few minutes, everybody, um, that Fox is saying that there were some statements that were not correct. They're acknowledging that, I think, as part of the settlement. Uh, judge Weinberg, yeah. you want to chime well, in here? No, I think Professor Dershowitz is absolutely right. The judge went beyond the scope of uh, his authority by taking fact questions away. That's not the judge's role. The judge's role is to, to rule on the legal issues and also the Professor is also correct by taking away defenses. That's a problem. And they would have had this a very good appeal. This is Delaware. I would rather argue a case in China than argue it in Delaware. I've argued cases in Delaware. There is no more corrupt legal system than Delaware. You know, Delaware gets all these cases because 
people decide to put their corporations in Delaware. But Delaware has a closed legal system. Um, all the judges, not all, but most of them, worked for two or three major, major firms. Then when they finish their judgeship, they go back to those major firms. Everybody knows that if you want to litigate a case in Delaware, you have to take into account what's called home cooking. They will give tremendous advantages to local lawyers who uh, were either law clerks to the judges or were the judges. And uh, a lot of cases in Delaware are settled precisely because people know they can't get a fair shot at justice in Delaware. I would recommend no corporation ever, ever incorporate in Delaware. Florida, Nevada are just as good from a tax point of view. And their legal systems are far, far superior. And we got Craig Eaton, of course, the former Brooklyn GOP chairman's got a question for you. Professor, I agree with you 100%. This is such a mistake to settle for $787.5 million. I mean, that number is ridiculous, and it's also setting a precedent. It's setting a precedent, but there's got to be something we're missing here. There's got to be something they have that we don't know about in order to agree to settle. I am stunned. I worked for Fox for 10 years. I am stunned that Murdoch did this. I I agree. no damages. What are the damages? Dominion comes out of this thing smelling like a rose. They're going to get more and more business. I don't think they could have proved $100 worth of damages here. The damages would be to the candidates. It wouldn't be to Dominion. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and, And remember, too, that there's no such thing as Fox. There were people in Fox who said things that turned out to be untrue, but there were also guests who said it, and it raises raised fundamental questions. Remember, if this were a social uh, network platform, they would be exempt under Section 230. They couldn't be sued. It's that the media is divided in two. The most important media today, which are the social media, the Internet, can't be sued for defamation. But Fox and you and CNN, they can be sued for defamation. But if they are sued for defamation by public figures, they have to prove actual malice. And you're absolutely right. There's something we don't know. Because the lawyers for Fox are very good. I know the general counsel for Fox. He's an excellent lawyer. And the idea that they would settle this case and throw in the towel for this amount of money when there was no way they could have proved actual damages is to me just shocking. Yeah, really amazing. So you brought up, you know, it's interesting. I want to bring up the thought also, and we were talking about this earlier, the fact President Trump, if you ask President Trump today, he would say that he feels the election stolen. He would also, you know, say all this. Does that also, in a way, help their case? Because just like you said, there are a number of people still saying it, Professor Dershowitz. I think we I think that Fox could have won this case in front of the jury. All they had to do was introduce testimony if the judge would let them. But this judge has already decided the case before he ever called the jury. Judge would let them say, look, millions of Americans believe this. Don't you think they're entitled to have a spokesperson on Fox express their points of view? Let others express other points of view. And that's how the marketplace of ideas Uh, operates. Justice Rehnquist once wrote an opinion saying under the First Amendment, there's no such thing as a false idea. Uh, Now, you know, this is not an idea. This is a statement of fact. But the First Amendment is supposed to create a marketplace of ideas where you correct falsehoods by creating um, by creating truth. I'm standing in front of right now a handwritten letter by Thomas Jefferson, who uh, wrote it on the 25th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence, which he wrote. 
We have nothing to fear from the demonstrable mistakes of others as long as others are free to demonstrate their errors. And that's what the First Amendment was supposed to be about, that truth is supposed to emerge from the marketplace of ideas, not from some judge sitting in his chambers saying, I've looked at the evidence and I think the election was fair. Judge Weinberg, you got a question. Alan, don't you think this is going to have a chilling effect on uh, broadcasters? I was just about to ask, what are the repercussions for the media? It already has. Uh, It already has. I know for a fact that there have been statements and programs by legitimate people who have not been allowed to air because of the fear of a Dominion-type lawsuit. I know that for a fact, and if I were put under oath, I could testify precisely to it. I'm not free to disclose it. Professor Dershowitz, you can say anything you want on WABC. (laughs) We tell it the way it is. That's absolutely right. We put everybody out there. Believe me, I know for a fact that people have been kept off the air for fear of a Dominion-type lawsuit, people who had something very legitimate to say, and the American public has been deprived of those voices for fear. And this fear is going to spread now because every network is going to say, oh, my God, three quarters of a billion dollars. It's not worth it, and we're not going to do it. And the American people and an honest debate on important issues are going to be chilled, and it's a great loss for our country, I believe. Today was a very bad day for the First Amendment. Wow, very powerful. Well, Professor Alan Dershowitz, we are so thrilled to have you here on the show. What an important topic, saying that Fox would have won on appeal and they should not have settled. Uh, Wow, big, big breaking news, John. Yes, it was. Thank you, Professor Dershowitz. And whenever you you want to tell the truth, you're always welcome Uh, on WABC. I, I know that. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much.